0: Make sure you're hiring someone equal or better than some, everyone else on the team. That's how you get smarter, better, and create a higher density of sharp people. Launched the company AnyDo in 2011. Now is 100,000 customers paying 35 bucks per year. So 3.5 million bucks in AR. That's up 150% over the last six months alone. They've raised six million, more than six million dollars, but six million publicly. Uh, they've raised, uh, churn is about 40% in gross logo churn annually, uh, $35 tax, So less than a 12 month payback period. But really he's focused on getting into a new space, which is the, getting the smart assistant, working effectively where they can essentially auto-complete tasks for you based off volumes they're seeing and trends they're seeing and the more than a million tasks that go through their system every single day they're building this with a team of 20 people between tel aviv and san francisco this is the top entrepreneurs podcast where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn each episode features revenue numbers With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Omar Perchik. He is the founder and CEO of a company called AnyDo. That's any.do. All right, Omar, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: Sounds good. All right, tell us about the company. What do you guys do and how do you make money? So AnyDo is the world's most popular task management app uh, with over 20 million users, uh, with a current mo- business model of uh, subscription where people can pay us for features within the product. Uh, we have over 100,000 paying subscribers growing pretty rapidly. Uh, What's profitable. rapidly? Like, are you talking like 100% year-over-year growth? or uh, More than that. More than 100%
0: year-over-year. Okay. But I mean, like wait, like 400% or between a hundred and two?
1: Like we don't, like, we don't discuss these details, but I can say that it's more than 100%. Oh, yeah. you, you can't come on the show and say, <laughs> we're, you can't, you can't come on the show way. and the say we're growing really, great. really
0: fast. And then when I say, well, what's the number and go, I don't know.
1: No. So the, so I can say that like within the, the last six months, only the last six months we've grown like 150%. And,
0: uh, and then give us more of the backstory.
1: So when did you launch the company? So we launched the company back in 2011, um, across initially Android, like late of 2011, then Android, then iOS, um, and web. Um, we've grown to become the most popular one through the fact that we really focused on design early on. So everybody does well, well designed product these days, but back in the day when we started, nobody did. I hear child Um, labor in the background. Yeah. So it's, in the far distance, uh, I'm, uh, I apologize. Like I closed myself in the room at the end of the house. I'm uh, kidding. How many, how many kiddos I, do you have? I, I have one kid. Sorry um, about that.
0: That's very yeah. cool. That's great. So, okay, good. 2011, uh, productivity tool. Um, walk me through, if someone listening right now wants to use this, I mean, what will they pay you on average per month?
1: So the, the subscription is like $35 a year. Uh, one of the unique things about our product is that um, it's very similar to the psychology of a gym. So a lot of people are willing to pay upfront for a subscription model uh, because they're kind of like want to show commitment to the type of product that they'll be using. So vast majority of the conversion happens really early on within the product. And uh, more recently, uh, we just started doing paid acquisition. Uh so until December of last year, we've never done any paid acquisition whatsoever. And in December we started and very, very quickly we got to the point where customer acquisition cost is actually lower than day one ARPU. Um
0: meaning just to be clear, they pay thirty five bucks for the year up front. You're saying your CAC right. is below thirty five, so you get paid back on a cash basis immediately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We within, on within one day.
0: Yeah. On a exactly. def, on a defer on a on a revenue yeah, recognition right. basis, obviously, it might yeah. be many Correct. months. Yeah. 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 But, uh, that, well, that's super healthy. Uh, why did you wait so long to try paid?
1: Because the business model that we, the company aims to go, through, uh, like aims to become over time is less premium subscription and more about completion of tasks. Uh, so the, the idea behind the company is not to really build a to-do list with subscription. It's to build a to-do list that does itself. Uh, which requires heavy AI and humans uh, that we've been for many many years, and we've more recently de- uh, started launching it uh, for you know a small segment of users, um, and that's our you know future business model. Um, but in order to pay the bills and in order to grow faster, we had to build like we had to plug in you know a subscription business, and that worked very well for us.
0: How do you say it's like task completion is your future business model? I mean, you could argue that you have no control over this. You don't know what tasks people are going to put in your system and you don't know when they're going to complete them.
1: No. So we, we basically, we, we've developed a, um, a personal assistance service within our product uh, that basically does your tasks for you. So think about it as kind of like, you know, any, you know, um, you write down, a task. let's just give an example. You write down a task by flowers for Stacey. Our system automatically detects it as something that we can help you with. Uh, we put a button next to the task. You tap on the task. It, it starts a conversational thread between you and an assistant that asks you for all the relevant questions, you know, where, uh, how much do you want to spend, when do you want to get it delivered, where to, is the, and stuff like that. You respond, and then within seconds, you'll get a bunch of suggestions of things that, you know, perfectly fit to what you're looking for, uh, and we do anything from, you know, buying flowers, uh, to booking up your next trip, to canceling your Verizon account, to uh, planning, like uh, scheduling your appointment with a dentist. We do a very wide variety of things and you will essentially be paying us essentially per transaction or with a subscription model. It, it will vary in the future, uh, but that's kind of our long-term business uh, model that we're looking for. So it's going to be In in a way, you know, one side of the market will be kind of a marketplace like, like Edwards Legion type of model. And the other side will be subscription based, which will have additional benefits uh, for the users. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you gave two examples, which, you know, make perfect sense with your model. But I mean, people putting their own tasks into your system. I mean, how do you codify that? I mean, there might be spelling errors. It might be something like send, you know, employee offer letter to James.
1: Yields and yields of NLP and AI. Yeah, but like, okay, g- give, me that,
0: give me that example, though. My task is get offer letter to James for the end of the day on Friday.
1: Yeah, so for, for in, in this particular case, so like it's, okay, one thing that you're asking, like the, what you're saying is a task that we won't be able to do. So there, are, there is a large portion of tasks that we will never be able to yeah. either understand or do. However, for years, we've developed AI and machine learning to be able to detect tasks that we can do. Got it. And that portion is actually very, very high so like I we can't really say the number, but it's a very high number. It's like like decent tens of percentages. Yeah. Uh, from, from, from within our I data. Mean, can deck. you
0: say in the, Can you say in the millions of tasks you feel like you can yeah.
1: replicate? Okay. No, no. So like, um, I'm trying to think what's like the best number I can give you. You know, um, tens of percents. Like you know, it's it's over twenty percent of, of the, what. The of, of the tasks we're getting on a daily basis. Oh, I see. Are things we can complete. Um, and every day we're getting over a million tasks uh, coming in every day, every new day. So, so there's 200,000
0: tasks that you think you can use with machine at learning least, and AI solve. At least. Yeah. yeah. At
1: least. Like uh, the, the 20% is the bare minimum.
0: And you feel like it will be more efficient for me to have a conversation with your bot about where I want to send the flowers, what the handwritten so note should a say. You're okay. But the- let me, let me finish my question. Ver- talking to your system versus just doing what I do today, which is I go Google, you know, flower delivery in Denver, Colorado, send to my mom's address. Here's the handwritten letter. Like why, why would I take the time to talk to your system more versus just going and executing the task it would be
1: fa- faster? Right. You're now sure. It'll be faster. To- yeah. It's like, it's going to be faster that we're going to learn you like, you know, think about every, uh, every, every executive that has an assistant that does all these things for them. Uh, you basically will spend a lot of time doing the Google research, signing up, checking in, finding the flowers, all of these things. In this case, you're basically offloading a lot of your work to someone else so you can focus on the things that you're best in. Uh, so, you know, you'll have more time to do podcasts right? like, or, or whatever it is. Um, so in, this, in, in our case, it's just like the ability to offload things that you're not necessarily the best at and you don't want to spend time on. Yes. You, if you want, you can do them by yourself. That's, you know, there's, there's a portion of people that will never want to utilize a personal assistant, but we believe that yeah, a lot Omar, of us- sorry, my
0: question is not a desire thing. It's just a time thing. You, you're sure that it will be quicker for me to do the task by talking to your human or bot than it would be for me to just execute it myself.
1: Right. So, you know, obviously there will be tasks that it won't be cost effective, but there are tasks that it will be cost effective. And, you know, those will be the tasks that we focus on. So, like, it's not even necessarily a question of time. Right. So, like, let me give an example. If you write down a task that you want to cancel a Verizon account or something or like, you know, disconnect from Comcast, it, it involves so much pain for you and so much like, you know, mental headache that you would just like, okay, I'll even pay 200 bucks to get it off my plate. And let, let someone else take it, care of it for me. There are a lot of things in our daily lives that are just hectic, that we do over and over again. We don't enjoy doing, we don't uh, but we need to do. And our claim is no, you don't have to do that. Someone else can do that on your behalf. And we can actually surface these type of services for everyday people within our own with, within a simple app they're already using to manage their everyday life.
0: I, like you guys, have never been able to find a project management tool that I love. You know, my blog writers like one thing, my developers like one thing, my designers like a different thing, and it's so difficult to get them all on the same page. So when I had Roy Mann, the CEO of Monday.com on the show, I was pleasantly surprised at what he told me regarding his traction and his growth, and I said, maybe I should try this thing. So we now use Monday.com. I started with the magazine. We've launched the Latka magazine, solely dedicated to. SaaS founders. It's the only magazine focused on SaaS and my content writers and my designers worked beautifully together on that project using monday.com for project management. I then said, well, let me give it a real test. Let me see if I can use this for sprints and product cycles with my developers using it as well. And so we did that for Gitlatka on our last release. It worked like a charm. Never before have I been able to find one tool that my developers, my designers, and my writers, and myself can use and be happy with. You know, for me, I do most of my work waiting on the boarding deck about to get on a plane. I have to be able to access this stuff on my mobile device, and it works beautifully. We've been using it for several months now, and I said, Roy, I'd love to introduce this to my audience, but you got to give me a great discount. Make me a great offer. He said, Nathan, okay, fine. If your folks sign up and try today, we'll give them 10% off all plans if they use this link, nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. So you can go there, try it for free, and if you decide to start paying, you'll get 10% off. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. This is like, you know, Fiverr started by getting a marketplace of people that could do tasks. You're doing this basically marketplace, but from the other side, you're getting the whole task list and then kind of aggregating and you'll solve it on the back end how to get them done.
1: Right, right. That's yeah, great. It's uh, in a way. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. no, it makes a lot of sense. Okay, so let me just summarize here. Launched in 2011, a 12-month payback, just turned on kind of paid acquisition, growing 150% over the past six months alone. Uh, you've passed 100,000 uh, paying customers, right? That's what you said at the beginning? Right. Okay. I mean, which if they're paying 35 bucks a pop, you guys are north of 3.5 million bucks in ARR. Okay. And, and is that your only revenue model? There's no marketplace. There's no transaction fee right no, now. No,
1: okay. no, 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 Okay. When does that launch? It, it's already launched, but we're still like in alpha mode. So there's about a thousand users in the U S that are currently getting uh, a B tested. Uh, and we are working on kind of like what we define as KPIs that will uh, are that are like the answer for our, yes we have product market fit. Right now we don't feel like we have a strong enough product market fit, so we're iterating.
0: Okay, got it. And, and again, from a growth perspective, 3.5 million today, which means you're at caught 1.25 or sorry 1.75 six months ago, and that's that's accurate, right? In terms of 150% growth. Yeah, something. Okay, yeah. churn. Super super tricky in this kind of space. At least mm-hmm. other task management tools I've talked to. How, tell me about yeah. your churn.
1: So churn on what? On paid customers or on uh, like on users using the app? What, what type of churn? Well,
0: this is uh, this is more for me
1: about you. What do you care more about? Um, I care about both, but um, okay, give me know, both. Well, so like, okay, so churn uh, for paying customers zero per year because like we're mostly like it's mostly um, uh, yearly users, so like it's forty percent, uh, which is. I think he's okay. I don't know. Um, yeah, so
0: 40, 40% is kind of gross logo term per year.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what do you mean? You kind of shut up that and say, ah, I don't know if that's good
1: or bad. I, I, you know, I don't have a lot of benchmark on that. You know, I, I don't know wh- whether it's a good number or a bad number, but you know, we, that's what, that's the data that we have on a retention basis and stuff like that. I can share a lot about like user retention, you know, compared to other like our actual numbers. But I can say that from benchmark tests that we we've, we've had, both from you know third parties like SimilarWeb or even Google gave us some data. We have about five to ten x the retention of our competitors, like day seven, day thirty, day one. No, no day one, no, but like day thirty, we have about six to seven x more users uh, in terms of retention.
0: Yeah. Well, so how do you measure retention? Do you consider someone logs in on day five? Do you consider them active?
1: Editing a task, completing a task, uh, one of these two things. Okay. So it's not just a login. No. Okay. Got it. And so, so if I,
0: if a cohort signs up today, it, you know, six months from now, how many of them will, you know, create at least one task in that month?
1: Uh, this is something that we were not sharing.
0: Okay. Got it. And is that something you're not sharing because you feel like you're really good at it or you're not sharing because you're embarrassed and you still
1: need to improve it? No, I I think in the market that we're in, we are the first. Okay. Got it. You feel like, you feel like you're, you're above average. Again, think about it as a gym, right? Like a lot of people sign up to a gym, but a lot of them churn because they, you know, it's, it's hard for them. But if you had the world's best gym where people come all the time and they're very much fit, would you just share your numbers? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, Not necessarily. I mean, look, the, the churn number is really high. I mean, 40% churn annually for a SaaS company is like super, super high churn, in, in my opinion. But you're also not really selling B2B. It's really B2C SaaS, right? Right. Yeah. yeah so sure. maybe it's actually, I don't know B2B, B2C a lot. Maybe that's actually better than average for B2C. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about your team. So, so how many of you guys are there and where are you guys based?
1: We're 20 people. We're split between Tel Aviv and in San Francisco. The vast majority of the team is in uh, Tel Aviv. Um, you know, uh, mostly developers like iOS, Android, web, and stuff like that.
0: Are you ex Israeli defense?
1: Yeah, like everybody.
0: Are you? Oh, you really are. I was i was yeah, joking. Like, you, actually are. Israel,
1: like, you have to serve the <laughs> army, like, and the so everybody's is defense?
0: That's funny. Okay, good. And then, uh, talk to me about funding. Have you bootstrapped or raised capital?
1: No, we raised capital. Our biggest uh investor is HVC. If you know Joe Lonsdale, yeah. uh, and how much total do public- you raised? Um, so publicly, it's 6.5, but it's actually more than that. But we haven't shared uh, the data yet.
0: Is that because you just raised or you raised in
1: the past? No, you it's want to share because it? It's, it doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? because why do why would it matter well i'm just trying to
0: figure out you've already shared 6.5 why would you not share the full either you share none of it or you share all of it i'm curious why you wouldn't share some of it
1: um no because the the 6.5 is already public and then we kind of made the decision that it's no longer important and we're just not sharing from that point forward
0: well many people wouldn't share a bridge round if they had to do it because it's bad signal for the company Uh, did you guys do a bridge round
1: we're profitable so it's not about bridge rounds
0: oh you guys are profitable at this point Great. So, so that last, the last round that you did, that was public was in what month?
1: Uh, the last one, I don't know. I don't even remember. Like what is the last thing that is public? Like, we just like, we're just not talking about funding. It doesn't matter to that much. Cool. Uh, you know, we're profitable. We're going quickly. We are focused on what we're going after, which is the assistant model. Um, you know, we got to cap to be lower than uh day one ARPU. Um, that's you know that's the state of the business the rest is is gravy
0: yeah well i mean just to be clear though depending on depending on cash you're working with you could choose to be more aggressive with acquisition or less aggressive I and mean, there's all kinds of oh, yes, you could yes, choose yes. to go you could choose to go buy up into a roll-up strategy if you have a lot of cash on the balance sheet i mean i want to try and yes. understand your strategy right so my, so my
1: strategy is to really focus on uh on getting to product market fit with the assistant and I'm not spending money that i don't need to spend because that's the thousand x multiplier on, on where i'm at so I can hire a bunch more engineers and I can spend far more money on the paid acquisition, but I want to focus it on something that we f- see a huge upside in, which is the assistant model. Uh, and so until we prove that, there is no point in just wasting uh, investors' money uh, for something that might not work.
0: Okay. Uh, you keep contradicting yourself, though. So you are spending money on CAC, though. But but you just said you don't I'm care about it. In fact,
1: in a way that I'm profitable within a day. So if I spend a hundred dollars today, I make a hundred and twenty tomorrow as an example. You know, I'm profitable in doing that. If I'll end up spending, you know, let's say ten X that I might not get like uh ten X point two a day later. That's what I, the, that's
0: why I'm asking, right? So you feel like so you can't I, use, I'm
1: making that balance. I'm making that balance based on the, the business decisions that we have, which is we prefer not to spend far more money so we can actually focus on the assistant model.
0: Yeah, but Omar, is that a preference or is that because you can't spend more money yeah, at that efficiency
1: probably, level? totally As I said, we're profitable. So if we're profitable and we're in this case, it means that we made the decision. We can spend more money. Every, every profitable company can spend more money, right? That's kind of like by definition.
0: Yeah, Omar, my question is really simple. I'm asking if you feel like you can hold that CAC and that payback at that level, why would you not spend a billion dollars in that channel? That's the question.
1: Because I don't because, because no billion dollars could be spent in a way that is still uh, – the higher the spend you have, the lower the ROI becomes because you're ending up spending to less and less relevant audiences. That's it, how the market works. That's exactly so my question. a theoretical question that doesn't have connection to the real world. That's what I'm saying. No, Omar, it has a
0: very real connection to the real world because there's diminishing returns in any channel. And what I'm trying to understand is if you feel like you've actually already maxed out the channel at that ratio. We're
1: far from maxing out. Okay, and
0: if you feel like you haven't haven't maxed out the channel, you'd spend more in it. So I'm trying to figure out why you
1: have, why. It's a a question. It's a question of what what do we think is the most important uh, piece of the business. I can grow faster, but growing faster is not my biggest objective. My biggest objective and where I want to focus vast majority of my resources is to focus on getting the product market fit for the assistant. Everything else is not as interesting. So I do spend some resources on that, but not the vast majority of resources because that's just not as interesting because that model over time, you know, subscription-based model for a to-do list is a relatively capped market. It's not going to be a multi-billion dollar market. Assistant has the potential of being that. And so that's where I'm spending vast majority of my money.
0: You just said you don't care about growing fast, right? But you just start articul-
1: I, I don't want to grow something that is not interesting enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get it. So the smart, the smart system stuff you think is a much larger market. You're okay, a little bit slower growth while you focus on what you think is a much larger opportunity. Right. right. Perfect sense. All right, great. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: My favorite business book? Probably Principles by Ray Dalio.
0: Yeah, that just came out. Do you finish reading it or you're still reading it?
1: I finished, finished doing amazing.
0: Very good. Number two, yeah. is there a CEO you're following or
1: studying right now? Um, I don't know, like Bezos, I guess. <laughs> don't make it up if you're it's not it's actually. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not very like Bezos is pretty amazing uh, at this point. Uh, obviously, like, you know, I am very fortunate to work with Joe Lonsdale, who's a phenomenal founder and CEO. And like, you know, he's done a lot of things and, and, you know, I'm very privileged to the fact that I can actually get to learn from him. Uh, and I am also very fortunate to have worked with some other amazing people, uh, doing the, the, during any do. So I follow what they say as well, you know, far more Ill kind of scenario.
0: And number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for growing a business?
1: Uh, that's a great question. Um, probably intercom recently became a very favorable
0: tool. Got it. Number. And by the way, do they have a product that allows you to kind of leverage their, their chat features inside of your mobile apps? Yes. Oh, great. Okay, good. Number four. Using it, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven. That's pretty good. Because you got a you got a little one, so so married, one kiddo. And how old are you? I'm thirty three. Thirty three. Last question. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Um.
1: What would I say? Um. <laughs> Most probably, I'd say that, like, from in a hiring perspective. You know, when you when you're building a team, that n plus one has to be high, equal or larger than n. Say that so, in English. Yeah. yeah, so like n means that every new person that you bring in needs to be better, equal or better than any anyone else in the team. Okay,
0: guys there you have from Omar make sure you're hiring someone equal or better than some everyone else on the team that's how you get smarter better and create a higher density of sharp people launched company any do in 2011 now has 100,000 customers paying 35 bucks per year so 3.5 million bucks in AR that's up 150 percent over the last six months alone they've raised 6 million more than 6 million dollars but 6 million publicly uh, they've raised uh, churn is about 40% in gross logo churn annually uh, $35 tax so less than a 12 month payback period but really he's focused on getting into a new space which is the getting these smart assistant working effectively where they can essentially auto-complete tasks for you based off volumes they're seeing and trends they're seeing and the more than a million tasks that go th- through their system every single day. They're building this with a team of 20 people between Tel Aviv and San Francisco. Omar, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much.